Hey! Doing the cold, doing the cold open like we used to. It feels better because we're checking in with everybody every week. And go. I think this is I really important. how to put it on the video part yet. So if you're watching this on YouTube, you're not. It's not. I don't know how. No, this cold open is important. Number one, because uh, I get to say my side of this episode. This is a person that literally since the first time I put weed in your hand, you've been telling me about. So I am beyond I was beyond excited to actually sit down and have a conversation with them and talk to them because you're like my boy, Bruce up in Alaska. And you foretold many different things that we touched on. And so it was really nice to finally make that connection. Man, that's cool. Like I forget about stuff like that. Cause I, I guess I've met so many cool people, fortunately doing what I do. It's one of my favorite parts of doing what I do. Um, and it's why I probably still do what I do. Uh, but that is fun because you forget like the, the way you connect and networks and the way that works with people. And that is because he was the first one. He wasn't the first one that gave me pot or anything in a lot. You know what I mean? But like, he was the first one that was like, Oh, we have like a scene and there's thing, cause everybody else was like, and I don't mean this in a rude way. It was just like, they were mostly consumers that I was dealing with. And he was like, you know, more of my ilk where it's like, who grows this? And where's the stuff come? You know, like, and he was like, here, I grow this. And then this is happening. And then we have this. And I was, I was like, Oh, and he was also a pilot. So you guys will hear this in the episode. Uh, um, it's like most Alaskans where it's like, they'll have one awesome job. And then as you're talking to them, you're like, yeah. And I'm, yeah. And I'm also this, which is like, Oh, you have like four awesome jobs. That's, and then you go to Alaska and you're like, oh, because you have to. Because if you don't, you're going to die. It's the uh, only way to like survive. It's, it's the only like way to survive. Where it's, where it's like I was realizing that I know how to do and I have a bunch of stuff. And it's because I grew up on a farm. And I'm like, well, you just got to have stuff because town's far away. And then like, I live in the city. It's not. I go. I have access to all the stuff I need, but it's deep in my, it's deep in my bones deep in there uh it's tough to be you know it's tough to be a minimalist if you grew up on a farm you know I mean? no you need to know how to do everything and you need to squirrel away things occasionally because one day you will need it and you'll be like i know where that is and you do um my wife is always amazed by that I'm like oh it's right there at that, that and she's like oh my god I'm like yeah i know where this is everything in the place anyway you guys, this is another fun, fun in our Alaska series that we're leading up to. We got dates. We got anchor dates last weekend in January. And the last, so it'll be the last two weeks in January. We're going to come up trying to go all around. We want to meet all the cannabis people. Also, Alaska, guys, my friend Brooks Wheelands going up there in September. Go see him. He's very funny. He's going to film a special. So make it help him make it good. Um, and, you know, be patient with him. He means well. So uh, he don't listen to this. I don't care, but he is great. Uh, and yeah, and I've I mean, I've already talked to Zach. 
we're already plotting where we're going. We want to do some, I think I want to do some hash shows like we're doing. We want to do some comedy shows. We want to meet all the growers we've talked to. We want to see everything we can see in those 10 to 14 days. So Alaska, get ready, get ready and uh, do the thing. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Bruce. Say his last name. You don't know it, do you? I don't know. What is it? Schultz. Schultz? Schultz. Schultz. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Bruce Schultz. I'm not editing that out. It's awesome. <laughs> Relax. Those beats mean you're now listening to the very real people and places that supply your high. This is Grown Local with Billy Wayne Davis and Mike McGowan. <laughs> it's pretty cool. I That lady will not let me secret record the conversation as it starts because she just has to address it every time and be like, Hey, he pushed the button and you're like, we were doing, we had a nice flow going lady. Uh, but that is, I mean, I was trying to capture Bruce talking about hiking and biking in Alaska and just, cause it is, that has been my frustration every time I've been up there when I go to exercise, because uh-huh. it's hard to get like, you know, like your exercise and like trying to get your times better or whatever I'm trying to do all the time, because like you said, halfway through, you have to stop and just be like, well, that's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my whole life. I can't. <laughs> I yeah. Can't. You look at the watch like, all right, I'm beating my previous time, but Oh wow. Look at the look whales. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We're like that's there's 30 bald eagles in that tree over yep. there. That's insane. Yeah. That's it's so insane. These whales are on my hiking trail. That's crazy. It, that <laughs> well, is the, the beauty of last. One of my favorite biking trails it's it goes right along the shoreline and it's it's not uncommon to see beluga whales out in in the inlet and, and i'll stop because that's cool and uh, my, every okay, time yes i can break my record but i'm just i'm gonna pause here and watch some whales because it's cool it's hawaii's like that too where you're just like i'm gonna go for a nice jog and then you're like what's that oh my god yeah, yeah. that is yeah it is amazing oh. guys we are talking to uh I, we've been friends for a long time, Bruce. Wow, uh, yeah. Um, I met Bruce years ago coming up to Alaska. Uh, I mean, before it was like kind of legal, you and I, I know it's always been kind of legal in Alaska, but like before it was like a thing, you and I would sneak out back sometimes after comedy shows. And then you were like, I'm a pilot. And I was like, well, and, and you're like, I do comedy. And I was like, well, shit, Bruce, these are all the things I love. Like, like flying is fascinating to me. I love cannabis and comedy is how I make my money. So I was like, well, me and Bruce can be friends. And then yeah. I don't know if you remember this, but one of the times it was in the winter, uh, you and it, you had you brought me, you were growing and it was legal. And you brought me like four or five different strains care package it was and one of the best and i sent it i think it was before i'd met mike or mike and i were like 
uh, friend friends. And I sent it to a couple of my friends in the lower 48 who grow. And just the picture, I was like, I put them all out. I was like, look at this care package. Alaska's great. And all three of them within minutes of getting the text were like, Hey, that Acapulco gold. Hey, that Acapulco gold. Hey, that Acapulco gold. And I was like, Oh, we are on to something here. Um, that was, that was old school. It was, and I've talked to Mike about this since just brought it up. I was like, it's one of those strains that it really was special. Like it was the, the rest of the stuff was great, but that was just that, that notch above where you're in. And I've since learned it's genetics and that's how that works. But it was just like, Whoa. And then those, all those dudes that had been growing for years were like, Hey, where, where are you? Where did you get that? And I, well, you know, that, it, it, that's, it brings up an interesting, interesting uh, thing that we're dealing with right now. We're talking about, um, you know, I, I was experimenting with some, some Acapulco gold, some Colombian, um, a couple of different strains that, you know, uh, older folks would, would recognize and go, Hey, I remember that. Um, and so one of the, one of the discussions we've been having in Alaska right now is, uh, uh, adjusting our regs to allow people to bring some of those strains into their grow because, because right now it's, it's real tough. You know, how you, how you get a new strain into a grow, it's, it's a little convoluted and yet, there's there's a dozen seed banks around the world that have all manner of selections that a lot of people would really like to play around with. So um, that's that's actually on my to do list for our, our upcoming meeting uh, later this month. And yeah, can you tell people, is, yeah, can you tell people about like what you're on a what board you're on and how it operates? Just kind of in yeah. the state of Alaska because it is an interesting system you guys have that's a little different than most if it, i understand it, is a little it right different. so I'll, I'll i'll back up just a half a step give you the background about the time that you and i met um i was advocating for legalized cannabis in alaska and uh, we were successful it was a ballot initiative that passed in 2014 and my punishment for that advocacy was eventually <laughs> to get um appointed to the state's marijuana control board so um legalization is codified in our state statute but the regulations that go with it are defined by this five-member appointed board along with a bunch of other folks i mean it's not just those five people you know they, they take input from a lot of sources so so we're tasked with um crafting the regulations that, that sort of guide guide the industry so um i'm one of five members on that board um and, it's, and, it's, it's, it's all, and you just make people happy all the time that's all that is it's just pleasing everybody in the industry at all yeah, times I, I figure on on any on any given day i'm i'm getting a, a about as many uh negative comments as i do positive and that that tells me we're probably we're probably doing it right because yeah. you know, we, we do have we do have some constraints and uh you know even though i advocated for legalization technically the seat that i occupy is uh is a public seat so i'm, I'm representing more a broader perspective and uh we have some great discussions I'm, I'm really happy with the board it's uh you know five people representing different perspectives you know there's, there's public health there's public safety industry and, and so forth but we all get along great we have some great conversations and at the end of the day i, I think we come up with some pretty good regs um 
our, our executive director is awesome. And it really, it's, it's interesting how in the, in the eight years or so since this effort really kicked off, the, the dynamic has changed. It, it went from a marginally a heavily regulated black market to ah, it's just another industry and we're just you know we're, we're trying to help them be successful and, and preserve public health at the same time well that Man, is that sounds I, absolutely amazing because like you know first off in most states the regulatory body has nobody on there that has ever smoked cannabis or anybody that's ever grown cannabis so you guys are already winning in that fact and um you know just the fact that it's so nonchalant now uh, for you guys in the way that you're viewing it, where it is just another industry is already leaps above so many other states right now. So, I mean, kudos to you guys. That's fucking like I'm sitting here being like, I should go work up in Alaska. Then that sounds like the place I want to be. I can and I can attest to it like I can climate change because of Alaska is that I've watched, you know, I go up there once a year or so and I've watched the legalization happened there to where it was it used to it cracked me up the one year i went and everything was zoned it all the all the businesses were just like in this one strip of each town uh -huh. you go in and then uh -huh. i was like well that's not i and i'm sure i was like that's not ideal uh and <laughs> then but i it's like i understand politics too so i understand the incremental compromises that have to be made to educate people in power that don't understand things so i was like huh i wonder how long and that is the cool part and one of my favorite parts about alaska is and this is one of the jokes i do when i'm up there and i'm like oh they act like it's like they elect people and stuff but those people aren't in charge alaskans are in charge of alaska that's how that works like they like to make people think sure yeah we're doing whatever system but like we're in charge here and we will and that's always been my favorite part too is like you you talked about i'm sure you have heated discussions throughout the state because alaskans will will tell you what they think and why they think it yeah. but in a way that like it's more of a discussion more than like, I don't know about that. What about this? In a way that like I'm was raised around farmers and cattle farmers. And that's very similar, high spirited folk uh -huh. who, who it seems like they're about to fight, but it's like, no, they're just discussing ideas and then they'll walk away and be like, Oh, well that was the way he does. That is interesting. And then that's, and that's what I think, why part of why i'm trying to showcase alaska cannabis is a i love the state and b the way you guys do things is better and smarter and more community oriented and progressive for lack of a better term while and and bruce is not even a quote unquote you know whatever his r d is is like yeah i'm, I'm yeah politically i'm, I'm a bit of a, a unicorn because i i I, I, I support and embrace the things that make sense to me. And, and it doesn't always match this ideology or that party. And, and I'm okay with that. I think that's most human beings and they yeah. kind of try to force us into these teams. And most people are like, no, well, I don't, I don't want to be on yeah. either of these fucking teams. Yeah. I, I support that issue and, and that person. And then this policy, 
Yeah, it's. I, I think that there is still a lot of that kind of independent streak throughout Alaska. And you know, to to your point about the 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 dynamic, um, we're we're a relatively small state. Um, you know, seven hundred and fifty thousand people. Um, you know, we're not not even quite a million people statewide. And I, I've heard it said that Alaska is the biggest small town that you'll ever encounter, and it's so true. I mean, I. Because I, I know people that I, I didn't grow up here, but I have a lot of friends who did. And, you know, they have friends in, in Juneau and in Fairbanks and in Kenai, you know, in a village out in the Aleutians. It's everybody knows everybody. There, there are no secrets here. And at the end of the day, um, that really does guide a lot of the, of the, the dynamic because, um, you know, you're, you're dealing with neighbors and, um, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the folks that, you know, come, you know, to the to the marijuana control board, whether they're looking to get a new license or expand a business or, or get a new product approved, um, it's uh, it's 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 a lot more. It's it's important, and it's but it's it's kind of casual. You know, we can we can have conversations about this stuff, and you know, every every now and then it's it's funny because you know, uh, in some of our meetings, somebody will say, oh. You guys are just making decisions, you know, to benefit you or to make yourself wealthy or something like that. I'm like, where is this wealth you're talking about? I don't get paid. <laughs> I'm taking time out from my day to do this. What what exactly are you talking about? But they're just frustrated. You know, they're they're just venting. At the end of the day, um, you know, there's there's a there's a public input process that's super important, and we we've got a lot of folks from industry that show up and and share their thoughts and and help educate the board because you know i'll be honest you know I, I had a small home grow for a while um but you know the guys that are doing this day in day out commercially they know way more than i do about genetics about processes about lighting um about you know soil or hydro or whatever they're doing and so you know we really lean on those guys to educate the board so that we can make good decisions to help them succeed and I, I think it's working pretty well for the most part. You know, not everybody's going to be happy, but um, I'm I'm really pleased. I, I really my my attitude has always been, you know, let's let's help these guys succeed and and make our regs better um, so that they can. And and I think it's working. And it's it's really been fun to watch. I, I like to go around. I, I'll go to the retail stores um, wherever I'm at. Usually it's in Anchorage because that's where I live. But particularly if I am traveling, like if I'm down in the Kenai or up in Fairbanks, down in Juneau, I'll go to the retail stores and just look at, you know, first of all, what what products are they carrying? Um, what's selling? What are people asking for? And, and how are they presenting it? Um, and it's really fun for me to go see these stores um, and uh and you know knowing that you know nine years ago we didn't have that you know it was, it was still a black market and now you know you can go in any one of a dozen stores and get a, a you know a, a bag full of whatever your favorite product is and i think that's really cool it's fun to see and the prices are great and the quality as ask my i mean that's mike when i came back last january and i've already i just rebooked uh we're coming up again in january so oh, I'm, cool. ex I'm excited i'm gonna go some more places too so um, but that was like I was raving to Mike about we were out in Homer on uh -huh. one of these trips and I was just I was fascinated because a it was the the dispenser was open later than I really thought it was going to be open. And it was after the show and I was like, I'll be damned. We got time. And then like I, I was telling Mike, I was like, who knows what this is going to be like or anything. Mm -hmm. yeah. And 
I, we went in, the dude was super well-versed in everything and they had this quality and then it was super affordable. And I was just, I was literally blown away. And then there were people coming in behind us and I was like, oh, it is popping. It is all night. And the guy's like, yeah, we're busy from the time we open to the time we close. It's not a big place. It was like, it was, I was just like kind of blown away. The quality was really great. The guy mm -hmm. was incredibly educated about where it came from, how they grew it. I was just like, oh, I told Mike, I was like, you should probably move up here. They care about it like you do. It's, <laughs> it's yeah, or, or at least come come visit. Uh, I mean, it's, you know, this time of year, you know, June, July, you know, even into August, it's a uh, it's a fantastic place. No, I'm bringing him in January. I'm bringing him when you guys need it. I love. I come when you guys need it the most. It's dark. It's cold, and you guys don't slow down. And that's when I'm like, I'm coming. Like I played that VFW and like just just a little bit outside of Homer, Anchor Point. That's the name of it. And when I yeah, we literally missed the town. We missed it, and that is not a it's joke. Easy to do. Yeah, <laughs> if you you look over here because there's a moose, and then anchor points behind it. <laughs> it was literally. I was like, "Look at that boat!" And we, yes, it was. And and then I was like, "I think we." And they're like, "Yeah, we got to turn around. We missed the whole town." I was like, "That's amazing." I can't wait. Mike's gonna love it. Uh, so I'm so excited about it, but I'm mostly excited to potentially find one of those Acapulco gold because I too was one of the people being like, yo, where's that at? I was, that's what I was steering the conversation back to right there. I was like, I, anyway, about all that regulation, all that stuff, but <laughs> do you still have that? You know, I, I, I don't have that strain still, but what's interesting is that I gave, I gave clones to several friends who who now have grows and i need to i need to circle back with them and see if they're if they've kept oh that yeah um because that that one was uh yeah that was there was there was a, another one a, a tangelope that i was that that a lot of people mm -hmm. really, really liked just a you know great um great great taste great smell um yeah, it's 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 interesting. It's it's fun. Like I said, it's fun going into the retail stores and just seeing the the range, the range of what people have, and uh, and I like going to the grows too to see you know like what 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 they're putting their energy into because you know of course they're they're going to grow what people are buying, and uh, it's you know one of the, one of the dynamics that I saw early on is uh, you know people people go into a store. And they just they just want the highest THC. Like I don't I don't care how it tastes, how it smells. I don't care the you know the strain. I just want the highest THC, and it that hurt my heart a little bit because I'm like, no, no, you're missing the you're missing so much here. Um, but you know, it's it's individual preference. I mean, I, I get it. Um, uh, I think I think there's still room for that connoisseur uh, sort of attitude, and I'm seeing that more and more actually over the last year. I've noticed some of the retail stores now they're, they're carrying more, um, I guess what I'll call legacy strains or more just, you know, unusual strains and they're finding a market for it because people, people are kind of over the high THC and they're like, hey, you know, I just, I want something that tastes better. I want something that has, you know, a different effect. You know, I'm not, I'm not just looking to, you know, to sit on the couch for three hours today. 
So, so as far as the regulations go there, how stringent are you guys? Like I'm, I'm assuming, you know, down here in Oregon, we're pretty hardcore. Um, you know, we have cameras in every single grow, every I and T is dotted. I'm just as an Oregonian seen many of our backwoods friends get very angry about it. So I can only imagine how the, people up there in Alaska wouldn't feel about that much oversight. Has that been an issue at all? It's, it's definitely been an issue and it's, it's been interesting. I, I will, I will give credit to uh, the folks in our industry, in the industry, both the license holders, you know, the cultivators, the processors, retailers, they deserve tremendous credit because they, they have managed to prosper in a, in a really tight regulatory environment. And, and they're, you know, so many of them, most of them are doing really well. Um, for my part, I, I have been trying to loosen up the regulations, you know, keep them, keep them tight where it's necessary. You know, obviously, you know, we don't want people, we don't want minors going into a store and buying cannabis because that's just, it's just bad for everybody involved. Yeah. So, you know, that's, that's kind of a hard line in the sand. Um, and then uh, you know, selling cannabis to somebody who's like obviously intoxicated—that's well, that's not going to work out well for anybody involved. But um, but then there you know there's there's just regulatory you know there's paperwork that you know people did because they had to. But now we're looking at it and going, is that really necessary? Like, th- does that does that does that help public health? Does that help the 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 licensee? If not, let's get rid of it. Let's let, or let's change it to kind of loosen things up. So that's that's been a recurring theme. I'd, I'd say over the last year, and uh, and I think uh, many members of our board are are on board with that, and our executive director and the office. You know, because I, like I said, I, I want to help these folks succeed. Um, and if we, you know, if we need to, you know, do this or or, or do that to keep the, the the feds out of our business or to ensure that, you know, people aren't funneling black market product into the industry. Like, okay, yeah, we need to do that. Um, beyond that, I, I, I want to see a much more relaxed regulatory environment um, because, you know, the whole idea was to encourage the black market to go legit and have it be profitable for them. Um, Cause, and there's, there's a lot of sort of secondary benefits to that. And, and uh, I've tried to keep that in sight. I think, you know, that was kind of the goal from the, from the outset. That's so awesome. And it really is, I think should be a partnership between the two entities (laughs) of being like, Hey, let's work together on this. Let's actually make this beneficial for, you know, all of us, because we don't want to sit under the boot of it too much. Well, it's, it's, I think it's what makes the United States kind of interesting and cool to begin with as a you know quote unquote experiment if you want to use those terms uh-huh. is like that's what makes the state kind of thing interesting is because you only have 750 850k people mm-hmm. you guys are connected in a way because where you can live is kind of limited too because of the landscape mm-hmm. is you guys can do it community based and you don't have this huge corporation problem up there either that yeah. Colorado, California, some of these places are dealing with, with this big money. So you can protect the plant and the farmer. You can actually protect vertically everyone mm-hmm. in a way 
that can kind of show the rest of the country like hey this is probably the best way to do this and it is it's been interesting you know that we've got we've got some challenges up here um the the two the biggest one our, our our statewide tax structure, which we're trying to fix, that there's a there's a flat excise tax, fifty dollars per ounce, that's that's hard coded into our state statutes, and only our state legislature can change that. That's proven to be a problem, and and we're trying we're trying to get our legislature legislature to fix that because the problem is the tax doesn't fluctuate with with the market price. So you know, a wholesale uh, pound of weed, you know, when they were selling for four thousand dollars a pound, then an $800 excise tax, yeah, was fine. But as competition grew and, you know, more cultivators came online, the wholesale price came down to, you know, $2,500. All of a sudden that $800 excise tax was pretty significant. If you throw a four or $600 production cost on top of that, you know, some of these guys are struggling to make money. Yeah. So, so that's one of our challenges. The other challenge, of course, that everybody faces is, you know, federal, uh, federal statutes and banking and and uh, banking and irs rules those those are the the big challenges that everybody faces in any state um the other thing that we're kind of looking at now in alaska is what if it becomes federally legal what's what's going to be the impact on the alaska industry if all of a sudden you can you can legally bring 1200 pounds from california or you know bring concentrate in from you know, Nevada, what's, what's that going to do to the local industry? Cause we, we do want to protect those local, those local folks because, you know, they're, they're Alaska and we want, we want them to succeed. Um, and that's, that's another real challenge. And it's, there's no easy solution to that because we don't know what federal legalization would even look like if, if indeed it ever happens. And I, and I'm kind of skeptical on that. It'll happen. It's going to happen in some way. Or not, my biggest fear, honestly, is that, DC will mess it up because they mess up so many other things. Uh, well, I mean, they will mess it up. It's they not, will. It's and just how they mess it up. Exactly. And my, and my biggest fear is they're going to say, okay, we're going to make it federally legal, but we're going to put this really onerous federal tax on it. And we're going to structure it in such a way that only these huge national corporations can be successful. That's my, that, that's what we've been preaching on this show since the beginning is, the whole yeah. point of this is to protect small farmers and growers. And I think the misconception is, is that it's, oh, it's mom and pop who we're trying to protect. Right. Like, yes. Also, but also like some of these quote unquote, bigger MSOs aren't huge corporations. Those are mom and no. pop too, who are yeah. kind of doing it the right way. Most of them, uh, yeah. And they're going to get wiped the fuck out, too, because Coca-Cola and Philip Morris and all these motherfuckers are coming in. And like you said, if we don't get loud now in the states, in the federal house, they will just wipe all that out. And they'll do yeah. it like then they'll treat it like chicken and they'll let Tyson come in and buy up all the small farmers. And you don't have a choice. And this is what you have to do. And mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, so that's sorry to get on preachy, but that is my soapbox about like what yeah, we're no, trying to because it is what they do, and yeah. and it's not like oh I hope they don't do that and like no they're gonna you have they're to stop to. them yeah or or guide them and and I don't know you know uh, 
One of one of the advantages that we do have, you know, because we are a small state, um, we we actually have access to our legislator legislators like you know Senator Sullivan. I run into him at the grocery store two or three times every year. I mean, if I really wanted to, I could probably call and, and get an appointment and go chat with him. I, he's a busy guy, so I don't I don't abuse that 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 too much. But um, it is a small state, so you know we can have those kinds of conversations with our legislators, and many of whom we know uh, on a first name basis, or at least we we have a lot of friends in common. Um, but you know that's you know we've got a three member uh, congressional delegation, you know, two senators and a congressman. Um, you know, Wyoming and Montana, they're they're pretty much in the same boat, and. You know, those are, you know, three voices here, three voices there. But, you know, there's, you know, 553 elected folks in, in D.C. And, you know, they're getting input from a lot of different sources. And, uh, yeah, I don't know how it's going to play out. Honestly, I'm kind of to the point where I would input. rather. <laughs> yeah. You like yeah. that? Yeah, some of that input <laughs> is like, yeah, it's, it's, like, oh, it's input. It's a, it's a thousands of those inputs. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, honestly, it's a nice hotel I got input in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. at the point where I, I'd almost prefer that they fix the banking issue, fix the IRS regs, and keep it federally illegal for now. Just because I'm I'm so afraid that if they if they go if they deschedule it and make it federally legal, they're gonna mess it up so bad they're gonna they're gonna destroy the industry in a lot of these states. I think mean, Alaska, absolutely, because we we can't compete with those thousand dollar pounds that they grow in the free sunshine, you know, in, in southwestern states. So we a lot of our, our folks are they're either seasonal outdoor grows or they're year round under lights, and that's expensive. You know, their their production cost, I, I've talked to some of these growers, their production cost is you know, five or six hundred pound uh, dollars per pound minimum, and um, you know, so uh, with an eight hundred dollar excise tax, they're they can't compete. They can't compete with that. You know, those those large outdoor grows in the lower forty eight. So it's so it's so funny because as being somebody from Oregon, legalization has always one of the shining parts is like we can finally start pushing weed out of Oregon. And then so it's interesting to be on the other side of me, like keep your weed down there, your cheap weed. But, but I'm along I'm along on the same road It's like, you know, it's been we've taken our time at this point now besides the banking and at least federally you know uh decriminalizing it a little bit just to get people out of jail i think that they shouldn't really be touching it at all allow these states to establish their own markets allow them to figure it out at home and then we can start branching out a little bit more to me that's the only common sense way to go about because it's already a huge variety of different rules different ideas in each state and you know it's going to be more varied than even alcohol is you know yeah well that's what's interesting as a traveler because like i do what you guys do anywhere i'm at i'm gonna go any dispensary and look and see how they're doing it too is you can tell the states that are listening to the grower and the people that understand the plant and then you can tell the states that are just like we're gonna make a bunch of money off this and you're just like it's not how this thing works and i don't think you guys understood how the it's i think what's funny is because it i think because alaska 
and Alaskans tend to be an outlaw-ish type personality. Independent Independent streak is a great way to put that instead of what I was trying to country music it up a little bit. (laughs) So that is a great way to put that. uh, Is that Alaskans also understood how the black market actually worked. And a lot of politicians and business people in the lower 48 have this kind of, I would say, like frat version of how the black market works. Yeah. Which even when I was in college, I used to make me laugh. Like my what my friend's understanding of even cannabis was. And I was always like, it's not that's not how this works at all. You know, it was just like it was always strange. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that is a huge advantage that your state has over other states is that even the politicians and everyone kind of understands, well, this is how this works. This is how we have to say certain things. And this is how it actually works. It's like farmers mm-hmm. and any other that when I look back at listening to my grandpa and his friends talk about cattle and be like, there was a way you presented stuff. And then there was a way you had to do stuff because of politics, which is, I don't think people that, that don't understand growing or farming at all. They don't, the concept of what actually has to happen and how it is. None of it's guaranteed there's mm-hmm. there's more variables than calculus in farming and it's it's just and then they want to come like regulate it like it's some kind like it's some kind of other business and you're yeah. like it's just you're not and i think i'm sorry you said a lot of things that like tr- triggered my brain too but the <laughs> the part about fixing the banking and then keeping it federally scheduled or whatever is an interesting step because it would kind of iron out a lot of the wrinkles and a lot of the problems and then we could see really what the real issues are because a lot of them are like hey i can't put this money here and if i do the fees are fucking stupid but i still have to pay taxes and i still have to do this and then but hey you guys are kind of encouraging all of us to launder money that's what you're trying to that's what you're really doing is you're encouraging everyone to launder money the system is yeah yeah it's 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 convoluted i mean i we're definitely i i feel like we're we're in a transition phase you know from you know just broad-based illegal across the country you know 20 years ago to wherever we're going and 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 that destination is a little little unclear to me you know, like where 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 are we going to be 10 years from now i'm not quite sure but yeah i i agree if we just if we fix the obvious problems you know the the access to the banking system and the uh irs rules at the federal level and then of course you know alaska like i said we've got our own tax issues we need to resolve if we just fix those things, yeah, and then give it give it another five years. Let's let's let the dust settle and see. Okay, where where are we at? What you know? Are are we? Do we do we really need to? Uh, do we? What do we need to do next? And what and what and what's the? What are we going to hope to gain from that? It's it's kind of it's scary because you know we're we're trying to deal. 
you know, up here, you know, it's a relatively small industry, relatively small population. Uh, um, the, you know, the, the effects are pretty easy to gauge, but they, yeah, then you, then you bring Washington DC into the whole conversation and who knows what's going to happen. We actually got, um, uh, the Mar uh, Alaska Marijuana Control Board, we were presented about a year ago, I think, with um, not even a draft bill, but sort of a, a, a summary of a proposed bill that's, that some members of Congress were dabbling with. And they, they, they sent it to us. And they said, what do you guys think of this as a direction? And, and I, I read their draft. It was you know, two or three pages. And what I saw was there was nothing in here for Alaska for the Alaska industry or for the Alaska consumer. It was all about making some money for the federal government and channeling all of that business to some of their friends. And, and fortunately, the rest of the board saw it that way. And we, we rejected it. We said, nope, we're not down with any of this. Try again. Figure then, it out, figure something out. I so. love <laughs> when con men are just like, hey, what do y'all think of this? And you're like, no. And they're like, all right. All right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> try again. <laughs> all right. We'll try it again. Okay. But that keep, is. <laughs> keep fighting the good fight, Bruce. We need people like you on those boards and in those places, you know, at least just representing the common folk and the people who have been in this industry for a while. So what's funny is, is, uh, you know, I've been making more and more friends in the Alaska cannabis and we've been, we're doing Alaska series to lead up to, I'm taking Mike up there in January. We're going to record some grown locals and I'm going to do comedy and all that stuff too. And then see all my Alaska friends is when you were like, yeah, some people, they don't have a problem telling me a couple of people we've interviewed already. You know, I'm, they're helping me with some logistics in January. I was like, Oh, I'm talking to my friend Bruce. And they were like, Oh, you know, Bruce, I've got some, I've got some things to say to Bruce. And it was like, oh. <laughs> and I'm, and I'm, I'm happy to hear it too. And that's I what mean, I told him. I was like, well, Bruce will listen to you. Bruce is awesome. And they're like, no, I know that he's great and he's very accessible, but it is just that Alaskan way. Like, oh, I got some, I got some I questions got some you need things. to ask him when you're interviewed. It was just funny. Just that Alaska comes out real quick, right? He's an authority figure. So, you know, fuck him a little bit. Is like that's that Alaska coming out. I'm like, well, I like Bruce Thrunk. I do too. He's a good dude. I do too. I just, it is, <laughs> but that is that Alaska coming out. I'm like, well, I like it, but they're like, yeah, no, he's great. He's great. It's just that that comes out first, where their 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 spirit comes out before yeah. their brain, and it's my favorite part about Alaska. Mm -hmm. But we'll be up there. Uh, last two weeks in January is looking awesome. like when we're coming. I'll probably reach out before then. And but Bruce, as always, thank you so much for your time and knowledge. You're one of my favorite people to sit and pick your brain. It's never enough time, but we've we've come to learn about forty to forty five minutes is the stoner uh, attention <laughs> span. So awesome! I'm looking forward to seeing you. Um, hit me up. Let me know your exact dates, and uh, let's hang out when you get up here. Yes, I will. We can't wait. We can't wait. Have a great, uh, great rest Why of your day. You